Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. In this episode, we interview creative filmmaking entrepreneur Justin Romai. Justin reminds us the biggest things to remember when it comes to sales, the most important skill sets for us to bring to any set, and some solid tips on how to cultivate your client list. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. issue for that tech issue there we go <laughs> there we go fixed it come at me bro i'm four cups of coffee deep four damn coffee, dude. i usually do three a day but there was just like enough for one like a three quarters and i'm like what, what am i gonna do? let this linger to tomorrow all right here we go can you hear it? oh there we go does it sound better much better so far so good all I did oh, was yeah. mute it and unmute it. Mute it so. Oh, oh well. Nah. Damn it. All right. Let's see yeah. if it cuts out. Oh, Still I, think sounds that's, good. I think that'll do it. I, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Today, we have filmmaking entrepreneur and founder of Red Creative Films, Justin Romine. Justin, good to have you here. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. What's the origin story of Justin Romine? The origin story. Well, September 7th, 1989, <laughs> popped out and I existed. So yeah, my, my background, how I got into the filmmaking industry was uh, I actually wasn't always interested in filmmaking. Yeah, I liked movies and watching them growing up, but kind of where it started was I had my first job out of college and my degree, I don't, can you see the degree? Yeah, there's degrees on the wall. Those are not filmmaking degrees. My degrees in health and fitness management. Uh, so I got a first job out of college, general manager of Anytime Fitness. It's a health club. Y'all have them all over the place. Like they're pretty big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was running that club and then that owner got two more clubs. And so I started to grow. Well, I was in charge of like marketing and trying to promote the club, get membership. So I actually had to teach myself filmmaking because I'm like, let me get like a Canon Rebel T6i and like, let me make some marketing yeah. videos for the club uh, to try to get more members. So I started doing that and obviously not talking about filmmaking in the videos. I'm talking about health and wellness, right? But through that, I had to learn everything I needed to know about how to create videos that will get people in everything from white balance, shutter speed, like all of it, you know, like all yeah. the basic foundations. Absolutely. Uh, and then started growing in that field and then realized, wow, I'm a lot more passionate about how I'm producing the video than I am the content that I'm saying in the video. I mean, I like both, don't get me wrong, but I liked how to make the video and producing the videos, creating this creative content because I have always been creative. I created my own comic book series in third grade. And nice. distributed it in school and like made money selling pictures of what people wanted me to draw in second grade and then had to give it all back. Like, like oh, Dude, you've been to make a money. Creative, creative entrepreneur for years then. I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's just crazy how, how it works out. And I'm doing something that I love now and I'm being able to use my creative skills. So gotta love it. That's awesome. So how long has it been now since you kind of transitioned into doing filmmaking full-time full-time filmmaking let's see i'd say i've been full-time making money with filmmaking since 2018 <laughs> like 
that's full yeah. on. Like not even doing my day job like part time. What was that transition like? Like clearly you were kind of doing video for three or four years and then you're like, yeah. all right, it's time to jump in or that's like the hardest thing I feel like for people is like, how do you quit the day job to be your own boss? It really came from me where I had, I landed one big retainer client that I found through like the job boards. And like, I think ZipRecruiter is where I found it. Um, And I'm also a huge golfer. I love golf. Uh, And this retainer client was looking for somebody to produce videos for their Instagram. And that retainer client is called Altus Performance. And there's some really big name coaches in there, Cameron McCormick, Corey Lumberg, and they, Cameron McCormick is Jordan Spieth's swing coach. Oh, Uh, nice. So I met with them, interviewed, I made one video for them, like as like an interview and they loved it. And I guess they interviewed multiple people and like they decided to go with me. That gave me enough hours and enough money to be able to go to my full-time job and be like, Hey, can I go part-time? Like, is there any way? And luckily I'm, I'm still friends with the owner of the clubs and he was super helpful in like nurturing the entrepreneur mindset and like helping me do whatever it took to like go off on my own and do my own thing. So I'm thankful to have a boss like that. That is awesome. Yeah. That's unique to have a boss like that. It's super cool. I think it's so great. Like entrepreneurial spirit recognizes and honors fellow entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. As any true entrepreneur knows that the road is not easy in any way, shape or form. So it's like any sort of support or encouragement or nurturing of any kind is the, one of the greatest building blocks to building something successful. And I have to say you were doomed the second you started even mentioning white balance. As soon as like as a hobbyist filmmaker, you start worrying about the white balance. Oh, you're already in too deep. There's only yep. one way to go and that's all the way. So yep. amen to that. Yeah. So, so then was it, was it pretty smooth sailing from that one retainer client to, you know, where you are now or have there been some bumps in the road? And So there was definitely that, that moment where it's like, all right, I have that one big client, but then I knew I needed to make up the other portion from my part-time job to quit and go full-time. So mm-hmm. like most filmmakers that, that know where the money's at right from the get-go, is the wedding industry. So started filming weddings, uh, which I had kind of done that before I get got that big retainer client and just slowly started picking up more, more jobs, more even small businesses, doing small business marketing outside of that one. For me and my faith, it's kind of a God thing, but then also yeah. a skill set thing where I felt like I had progressed and perfected my craft enough to where people wanted to hire me for bigger jobs and growing and growing and growing. So first of all, really cool too, that you've already started in like business management and in the health world that like to be able to take some of those business skills and be able to transfer them right into your filmmaking business. Yeah. Sales is a big thing. Like I see other creators and I've talked to other creators that care a lot about the filmmaking side, but you can't do that if you don't focus on your top line revenue. You need to figure out your day rate that you can charge to be somewhat profitable, you know, and have enough business and not start increasing that day rate until you have enough clients to where you can increase that day rate. That background in health and fitness management, having that mentor of my uh, health and fitness career, he was an entrepreneur and he helped teach me the whole business side and accounting side and even sales. 
So there's such a correlation between fitness and sales. <laughs> I'm a runner and and like now getting into ultra marathon running. And it's just like the more I get into it, the more that I focus on my health and my physical fitness, it's like sales becomes easier because I think it has a lot to do with confidence, you know? Oh, for sure. You gain a lot of confidence when you're working out, when you're exercising, when you have a goal outside of business. Yeah. When you're crushing that, it's like you just bring that into your business. Yeah. And you have more way. energy too, yeah. too. Like you have more energy to work more hours and but you know to set aside that time to like work on your your body. And it's not only your physical health affects your mental health too. So those are definitely linked. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta fill your cup, right? Like you got you have to carve out time for you. Like everything else benefits when you give yourself the you time that you need. And I guess that could mean any number of things for any number of people. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think physical fitness emanates in all aspects of your life. I think it honestly touches everything even if just a little bit. Yep. So you'd mentioned how your boss kind of helped show you the ropes of some of this entrepreneurial stuff. Mentorship is also such a key thing mm -hmm. uh, when you're starting off and not just in filmmaking, but but in anything. So did you find that was really instrumental in helping you have like the smooth sailing process that you had now? Somewhat. I mean, it's, it's still a different industry, but a lot of the same principles apply. Like ultimately you're selling to people. And when you understand the business side, especially if you're trying to sell to now I deal with a lot of like marketing directors of other companies. Uh, and the bigger, the higher you go up in the commercial world, the more you're going to deal with those higher profile CMOs and all that. So if you can have a good understanding of just business, if you are focusing on the commercials, that's going to play a huge role because you have to understand how to market to them and sell yourself on what you can deliver. I mean, the mentor side of things, they definitely, he coached me through that. And from the business standpoint, and like, I was everything. I was the general manager. I was the new sales director. I was the toilet bowl cleaner. <laughs> I was the customer service to all the members. I was billing like collections. Hey, you're past due like 30 days. Come on, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I was everything. So it's like, I had to learn how do I operate this business and try to make it successful? Like, right. <laughs> very well, similar man. to what I'm doing now. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was just going to say. I feel like you, you were gearing up to be a solopreneur this whole time. You know, it's, it's funny how things kind of like unfold in, in that way, right? Like your whole life had almost been preparing you for this career path. And it's, you don't see it at the time, right? Like everyone's just in this present moment. But when you have that gift to be able to look back and you're like, holy crap, all those, all those years, all those skills that I thought were just relevant there have opened up this whole new journey for me. And what a freaking ride. Yeah. And I'm an only child. So I had to do everything myself and entertain <laughs> myself and all that. So <laughs> so it's, this has been a lifelong journey for you. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I'm at a point now where COVID hitting and all that about halfway through that year, I was like, you know what, I need some help. Like this is this company is starting to grow a little too fast. And I want to scale it and make it bigger than what I can do just by myself. So I put out a a listing on the job boards for an internship. I think it was on ZipRecruiter. And when you post a job posting on there, you have two days where you can market it for free, have it on there for free. And then they start charging you per day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there, job description, all that for the internship. And in two days, I had like 38 applications on ZipRecruiter. And I'm like, oh, let me turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me call uh, call these folks that had kind of the best resume, uh, in my opinion, for the position and uh, did phone interviews and then met with uh, a good amount of them at a coffee shop. And Heck then 
ended up hiring two part-time interns, brought one of them on full-time. Like I'm still, the other one is still working, but more like 1099 here and there. Um, yeah. But now I have a part-time employee who's my post-production manager. And, yeah. and then he had a buddy for uh, the next round of internships. So he reached out to him. He was down, met with him, interviewed him. And so he's now my other part-time intern. So going to make that a thing. I mean, to be able to mentor somebody, they get experience. I get help. Like it's an all around win, win, win. So for sure. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. So uh, what, what is it that you look for? You know, like what, when you're, when you're looking at people to take on, when you're looking at people to bring into the the fold, what are the, what are the top things that you're kind of keeping your eye on or, or that you're seeking in your candidates? The number one characteristic I look for is personability. And that sounds conceited or it sounds like off track, like, oh, no, don't you want to hire somebody for all the skills that they have? But not really, because you want to hire somebody to be able to communicate with your clients and get along with them. If somebody is really standoffish or, I mean, unless they're going to be an editor, super introverted and doesn't like talking to people, it's going to be hard to make it. And it's going to like, I don't want to have that, not necessarily negativity, but I want the outgoingness, the personability to be able to communicate with people just in case that way they can communicate if I'm not there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the craft of filmmaking obviously can be a, you know, a solo type of life, but the business of filmmaking is most definitely a people business for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can, I agree. You can teach skills, but you can't teach. You, it's, it's very difficult to teach personal ability. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me try to, mold your personality real quick like no (laughs) you can't do that that's like one of those soft things that you're kind of born with and either you have that that mindset of yeah you can't work on yourself and improve that to a certain extent but you're kind of given your personality based on who you are so yeah absolutely i love that sounds like you know you're you're growing you're getting interns and things are moving upwards which is awesome what's the vision for the future for your company what's that look like so i've always if you go on my website like i focus on three main niches the weddings real estate and commercials so the idea is to kind of stay within those three niches which kind of sound like a lot like usually it's a niche and you're like all right i'm only doing real estate but i'm like well if i'm only doing real estate what happens if real estate starts to tank and i don't get as many clients from that So now if I'm focusing on three niches where I feel like I'm really good at producing videos in all three of those categories, then if commercials start to dip one month, weddings will be up or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. So that way you're, you're never like not making a lot of money. Like you can make up for it somewhere. So the vision is to eventually have those be three separate entities in themselves. Like they're still part of Red Creative Films DBA, but have a manager that's in charge of just that category and kind of taking that on. And then obviously have some, you know, other video producers, filmmakers, editors that are only doing real estate, only doing commercials. That way we can level up all three of those categories. And I'm kind of just the lead cinematographer and owner. Like, I love that. You know, oh man, yeah. that's, that's a solid play. It's like, my wife and I, uh, I mean, Eric's kind of the same way. Like he works, his wife has another company and him and his wife work together as well. But like my wife has a wedding photography business that we work together on, but she mainly heads it up. 
you know, I'm just her second shooter. She's, she's my boss. There you <laughs> go. And then like, I just do corporate video and it's taken 10 years to, to figure out like, how do you split that off? But I mean, I think one thing, Justin, that would be super valuable to our community and our listeners is like, you have a very level head about you, about sales and a lot of experience about mm -hmm. sales. For sure. And I think for a lot of creatives, especially filmmakers like that, it, it doesn't come natural if you're not taught it sure. like for me it's my, it that's my natural love language if uh <laughs> if that sales? makes sense i love sales i'll talk sales like all day like oh yeah like my business love language you know but that mark in middle school and he was trying no to but it's just his regular love language <laughs> but you know what in, in our journey we realized like sales is not it just does not come natural to a lot of filmmakers right Mm -hmm. Um, so I would love just to hear your perspective on like, how do you go out and get new clients? What's that process like for you? You know, how do you approach a new client? How do you even, what do you say to them? How do you reach out? What are some tips that you could provide? So my, my most successful way that I've got new clients is through, because I, I, I run my Instagram and YouTube and all that, I'm obviously trying to grow on both of those platforms, but I'm constantly trying to come up with new ideas for my YouTube channel to help like also help other filmmakers and grow in their journey. My most successful tactic was I would reach out to a company and usually they would be like fairly large. Like I'm kind of done going after like the mom and pop shop, go after kind of a bigger client, offer them a free video. And in return, you get to film a full behind the scenes content for your YouTube because there's, there's also not the level of behind the scenes videos on YouTube that I think there should be, like especially on bigger commercial productions. Like you're not seeing any of that. Yeah. Granted, mine aren't like gigantic big commercial productions, but but even on like mid-sized production, small productions, yeah. there's not a lot. No, there's not a lot. So I'm like, let me kind of focus on more behind the scenes content. And so what I did is if you go and look at their Instagram Park Place Texas. They're actually one of the largest luxury car dealerships in Texas. I reached out to them and uh, offered a free video and in return get a film behind the scenes for my YouTube. And they, the trick is actually getting the company to respond. In this case, I did ask and figure out why they actually responded is I got it in front of the right person. They said, hey, email this person. And so I did. And then they actually looked at my Instagram, social media is a big thing. They looked at my Instagram. They saw my Nike spec commercial that I filmed that was also for free. Yeah. And they were like, I love that style. Like, I love how you produce that. Like, we need to reach out to this guy. So they got back and they're like, hey, I have a, I have a vision for the project we can use you for. Let me know if you're interested. And so it ended up being, I don't know if y'all heard of Trayvon Diggs. So Stefan Diggs place for the Vikings, I believe, right? Minnesota. His brother, Trayvon, was coming up in the NFL draft. And he was kind of a, one of those big names for football. And yeah. I guess they were a partner with him. They offered him a vehicle to drive around while he was in the Dallas area practicing. Nice. Um, and so they wanted to do a collab video for him and Mercedes. Cause I was kind of going for, I wanted to do Mercedes cause it's a luxury car brand. Right. So I ended up doing that video for free. It was like almost a full day production, a lot like on the fly because I guess his management company like flew him in specially for this project. Nice. Like he got in at like 7am that morning and like had to leave on flight like later that evening. 
So it was just like crazy that it even panned out like this, but filmed that, got the whole behind the scenes video on my YouTube and they loved it so much that they're like, Hey, we want to use you on a few other projects. Like how do you charge? So I told them my day rate and kind of the rest is history. And now they're like one of my biggest clients right now. Heck yeah. Oh, oh man. That. I mean, that love. goes, that is like right in line. We call it building brand equity because when you do something like that, like, cause on our end, you win no matter what. Yeah. Because even in your worst case, you get this cool project, just like you said, your Nike spec ad. You, no, worst case, you get a portfolio piece that can be leveraged for future work, even if this, with this particular client, nothing else had happened. And that's nope. exactly what happened. A previous spec ad got you work with <laughs> these it. people. And now they're a big client. Like it all goes hand in hand. It pays dividends. For all you listening, use this as the most recent in a long line of examples. Build brand equity. It pays dividends every time. I promise. We didn't, I, promise I swear I we didn't pay this guy to we did not we pay Justin. This is all this. natural. No. This is, I, I love this though, because this is the first example that we've heard using a behind the scenes video yeah. for YouTube as like the you know, the trade versus, you know, typically we're, you know, talking about doing spec work for free and, and all that just generally. And, but I love your specific trade for that. And, and at the same time building your YouTube. Um, yeah. Cause I wanted something in return. Like, obviously I'm offering them a lot of value for free. Yeah. And I need something, you know, there's gotta be some type of barter there. And luckily yeah. they were, they were down for it. So. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, a good value exchange. That's actually, I think, the first example we've heard of someone mention that, like, not yeah. just I'll do this for free, it's just so I can have this, but like, I want this in return. That's cool. I, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Like, early on in my career, I was, I started out doing artist development and I was building a studio in a friend's basement in Nashville. And uh, video is like a part of artist development, but I went to a reclaim lumber company. It was like, hey, I'll film like five videos for you if you just like give me enough lumber to build this wall. <laughs> There and it's go. still like one of my best. It's like my favorite projects. And I still like talk, you know, him and I still DM today. And I live in Columbus now, but like <laughs> still like one of my favorite projects to talk about. And you got value, like being able to yeah. build your studio with the lumber. And I mean, we're just big. Like we try to teach people too. like, you don't have to be a sleazy salesperson. You know, it's like, use your talents, use your gifts that you have, use your creativity Read with value, show somebody, Hey, this is what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. And then you've set the expectation that like, Hey, this is the way I work. And this is the creativity that I want to bring to your business. Yeah. And I think I said this on one of my YouTube videos or something, but if you're just doing work for free, I think where a lot of that gets misconstrued, if that's a word is <laughs> They're it's just going to, they think, oh, like, oh, I'm just going to do this for free. But then they've never seen, you know, the dividends, right. That we mm. talked about. They never see the payoff for it. And I think where that, where the system is broken is if you're offering this video for free and you don't end up getting some results and a client from it, there's a couple things that could be broken in your system. Like one, your video production value and quality might not be up where you think it is, or two, you might not be a good person to work with. You might need to do some self-reflection and figure out, hey, do people like working with me? Like, why don't yeah. they want to talk to me again? Because am I just rude? Am I a bad person? Or is my personality too, like, in your face? No, that's... Reflecting on what you do. 
I yeah, love that's it. important because Absolutely. just like we mentioned earlier, those soft skills, those soft skills, and you do have to be really honest with yourself because it's not always being the best in the business that gets you recurring work. It's about being someone you want to spend time with on set. Yeah, skills are important. Let's never undermine that. Skills are important. But what people need the most is good people because those are harder to find and they get harder to find every day. So if you even just stand out like you're you're good at what you do, but you're an even better person, I'm telling you, the you're gonna do well. business will be there. Yeah. Nope. And, and taking personal responsibility. Like, I mean, I think any human should, but especially as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, it's like we've got to take responsibility for everything that happens. Like Agreed. if something doesn't go right, like I own it. It's on us. What, what can we do to change that? You know, and not that we can control everything, but we've got to, uh, we've got to accept everything. Love it. Rolling with the punches. So we always end with this one question. What is your one piece of advice that you would give to uh, someone trying to make the jump into that full-time business as a filmmaker? One piece of advice, not like a bullet point type thing. Okay. Yeah, you, you can I do tell you what, point. if you got bullet points, we'll take them all. Something that's uh, important to you. I would say, uh, number one, never stop growing in everything that you do. Number two, use self-reflection. I mean, we just talked about it. Top two, if you never stop growing and you use that self-reflection, I think you're going to succeed. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Heck yeah. Yeah. Tweaks and pivots, constant recalibration, just perfecting yourself just a little bit more every day. Growth always. Yeah, I love that. That's great. How can people follow you? How can they find you? Uh, My Instagram is probably my most uh, frequently posted, trying to do more YouTube, striving for like one video a week, but you know, full-time filmmaker, it's tough. So Instagram at jrofilms. On YouTube, it is at Justin Romine. Tough to tough to say, tough to spell. R O M E Y N is the last name. So, Heck yeah. Anyway, Justin, it's great having you. Absolutely, thanks for having me on. This was awesome. Double thank you, actually, since you're like in the middle of the most epic snowstorm in Texas history. It seems like, and you still showed up today. That's the other thing, listeners. Just just show up, show up. That's half the battle right there. Anyway, all of you stay safe, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.